You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's uh, fantastic to be here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Dread. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm a real big Stallone fan. I've been dying to cover this one. You know, it's got all my favorites in it, you know. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be a really cool episode. So you're, you're, let's just jump I, into it. Uh, we already did that movie. No, uh, no, no, no. This this is dread. No, with, that can't be right. With Carl Urban and uh, Carl Urban, that, that a likely story. The guy from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The guy from Lord of the Rings, and then like a series of questionable films, and then the guy from the MCU. <laughs> the guy from Star Trek. Yeah, come on. And then uh, Lena Head Headley, Heady. I'm not Nailed really it. sure what her last name is. I mean, I'm I'm glad you did your research. Uh, I'm just it, it occurred to me when I said it, I was like, I don't think I actually know. There is what no her L last in there. It's is. just Lena Heady. Okay. Uh, yeah. Heady. Uh oh. No, I don't know. I I was gonna go look it up. Because <laughs> I I just watched that. Oh, it's Heady. Boy. Yeah. Uh, here's somebody no, else uh, that you may not know was in it, or maybe you did. Uh, a little fellow. Let's see, what was this jackass's name? Uh, Domino Gleason. Oh, I know who that is. Who played from, from Force Awakens and also yes, uh, Harry Potter. What's crazy is I, I saw him and I was like, that guy looks so familiar. What have I seen him in? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, and a couple of things came up, which is one, his character name is clan techie they didn't even name his character and then yeah I was he's like, not named in this film which is pretty insane because he's, like, he's he's he he's the only line. other yeah he's like he a, a lot, lot of lines. lines and then i was he like has oh like, general hux and i was like it's a real he, lateral move between the two <laughs> he has like he has like one of the few like sympathetic emotional yeah like uh uh depictions and of like the one of the few people leaders. who's actually acting like a lot of people and one of aren't really right know, they're just gr- a lot of I mean a lot of grimacing. That's that is of course not casting disparaging remarks at Carl Urban, who I think did an excellent job. No, I, I uh, mean, and if you look to it like the IMDb page for this, like half of the people who are listed, like most people don't even get a credit, but like people with speaking lines, I would say like at least half of them have like one credit, and it's dread. Like so many even, people are in just this yeah. movie, and that's it, and it's really and, bizarre. And you know who needs to be in more stuff? Uh, the the random gang gang uh, gang guy who is driving the car in the beginning chase because his fucking name is Porteous Zandau, and that's Zandau X A N D A U. Porteous Zandau is a name. Star Wars character. Uh, yeah, uh, or yeah, you tell or, me or, that is, or like that. a like a sorcerer in like a D and D campaign. <laughs> yeah, or like a or like a 70s Marvel villain, like Porteous Zandau, or like a guy who runs an adult name. bookstore. To have a cool name in a movie with a with with a lead named Carl Urban is pretty is pretty pretty good. <laughs> it is it is fairly impressive. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I we said right. We watched Dread. In case Ben's earlier joke, if you're still confused. Sorry, this has now become a Porteous Zandau com, uh, uh, episode. I am no longer talking about the 2012 film Dread, starring Carl Urban. I am now here exclusively to talk about <laughs> Porteous Zandau and his various appearances as as unnamed characters uh, in 
the Lost Boys video. Oh. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, it is, like, upsetting, too, because in the list of, like, the film, he's the sixth list person in the credits, according to IMDb. That seems alarming that a guy who's... Who plays, like, generic word, you know, like, his characters never have first names. Look, uh, covering this movie, covering Dread after, uh, it, covering the 90, what, 4? Judge Dread? 94, 95, uh, yeah. Uh, which I, by the way, highly recommend you go listen to. Uh, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Um, but, but, uh, uh, covering, sorry. <laughs> No, I say just keep going. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much realness we want to bring the audience, but my uh, my my young puppy has found the loudest toy in the room. <laughs> I love that it is a toy that just sounds like you're like squeezing a baby, though. Like it sounds unnatural in the background. Like I wish I could trans to transmit an image to you, listeners. Uh, <laughs> don't come over here. <laughs> to translate an image for you listeners he's a pile of about 30 toys of which one makes noise but he found it (laughs) um (laughs) gonna have to get him out of here (laughs) alright I feel like I'm leaving this in though yeah leave leave as much of this in as you want but I have to go take him upstairs before we are so rudely interrupted by adorable puppies rudely um, so, uh, I, I, I have to say, Pokes, uh, I, I had an excellent time rewatching this film. Um, I know that we talked about how we couldn't remember, uh, <laughs> if this was a, huh, I didn't expect that kind of film, which yeah. is a film in which you're surprised, uh, by the, uh, the quality, uh, depending on your, uh, your low or, uh, in fact, non-existent expectations as a result you're shocked and enjoy yourself, but on a, on a later rewatch, uh, you find yourself disillusioned with your uh, previous opinion. I don't think I did. I think I had a great time. I do think that it is uh, a departure from the comics in a lot of ways. So if you told me that you were a Judge Dredd comic fan and you found the movie uh, lacking, I don't think I would. I, I think I would understand. Yeah, I. We talked about it on the mini episode where we it, we both it had been so long since we'd seen it. We were we thought this might be a chance where we were like, yeah, I remember thinking that was a good movie, and then it turns out it wouldn't be. Uh, in watching this, I forgot a lot. Like I had a, a rough memory of things that happened, but I forgot enough that I didn't find myself being like bored. But the movie definitely is like really slow in parts. And I, I think maybe it's, like, the John Wick uh, effect, maybe. Like, post-John Wick, the gunfights in this movie are, like, horribly choreographed. I couldn't, like, in watching them, I was like, this is, like, really bad. It's like watching uh, just, like, a NBC TV show of people just, like, shooting and nothing happening. I was really surprised because I thought, you know, if that's really the entire movie. <laughs> it's just them running around shooting people. So I expected it to make a little, like the fights to be a little bit better, but a lot of times they're just kind of pointless. So you're saying you're saying that that, that this movie has a different vibe to you at, after the Wick inflection point. Yeah, I mean, I think that might have been because I I couldn't remember when we were talking to the mini. So I was thinking that there was parts of it I didn't like, and I think I, I found the two parts I didn't like. 
and that is change. that is super interesting there are these sort of zeitgeist movies that definitely change the course of like a genre uh yeah uh, and, and not only like trigger a bunch of imitators but also trigger like uh, uh a different a different hindsight on older films like the matrix obviously had a big deal it was a big deal i mean like pre and post matrix move action movies are very fucking different yeah yeah sometimes um, not for uh, the better but like in no entirely yeah like a john wick movie or you know sort of like the imitation wicks that are out um that's a i just realized imitation wicks a weird sounding phrase um but like i just sound like a lot of the times they're just like firing blindly and occasionally somebody will fall over like it's not particularly interesting and the movie is really like a version of raid or raid 2 redemption whichever one because they're basically the same movie um but there's and it's interesting because there's a couple of overlaps with raid uh, and i'm not saying that in a in a in a critique because these movies are too close in timeline to have yeah yeah i don't think i'm not other. saying like oh they stole but, it because both of them stole i mean the raid film is game of death i mean you know obviously right state. right yeah. I mean, the idea of a person slowly walking up a building and having to fight their way through it is not an invention of either one of these two films. I mean, I'm not, I don't Very even think true. Game of Death probably invented it. But but the other thing I like about them both, that they have the same copy, is is the uh, the decline of resources. Because in the raid, you know, it's a SWAT team with fully armed, like, you know, MP40s or, or uh, MP5, or, you know, like assault right, uh, or submachine guns and, like, close quarter weapons. And then they're, like, with their pistols. And then they're out of pistols. And then they're using knives. And then they're out of knives. And they're just sort of, like, bludgeoning men onto, like, sharp wood like it's just it declines in the rate and it's like similar in this one in that you know you watch dread go through all of his uh ridiculous sci-fi ammunition yeah. types the that, it, that, that like doesn't that, really that drain over the course of the movie quite as well is there's like a sense of urgency in the raid that like as they're like moving through it's like they don't really have time to be like oh let me police these bodies for like ammunition or weapons right a lot of Dredd's movie is them standing in a corner, slowly walking through a hallway. He also kills a judge at one point and doesn't take any of their ammo and then runs out of ammo in the next scene. And I, I was just like, wait, if he could just take their ammo, why is this even in the movie? Like, it just, it, I mean, it wasn't like the end of the world, but I was like, oh, that's really sloppy writing to be like, well, it's he's going to run out of bullets. Why didn't he just take the uh, ammo from that guy earlier that he clearly had plenty of time to take the ammo from? Something I wanted to talk about, though, is uh, is is I did a little a little background um, because I'm I'm remotely familiar with Judge Dredd uh, prior to watching the film. Um, and I did some original, I did some digging uh, just to sort of get myself acquainted when we watched the other movie. Although that was a waste of my time because Stallone, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I about mean zero percent of the original Judge Dredd, other than a ludicrous costume. Well, remember and a very, and a, his, excuse me, and a very and a very big bike. Those were important. <laughs> oh, and then remember his twin was supposed to be was it Armie Asante or whatever, like a man who. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and I think he's like five years younger or older than him but go ahead um, say. no but 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 you know I, a couple of things like stand out with that how, why this movie is difficult uh to to, to get into uh, or to, difficult to to recreate on film one is that it's an American film and that Judge Dredd is very specifically a UK comic that's satirizing America so Right away, challenging to uh, get an American audience to maybe buy into that. Yeah, well, I feel like that's, I think, the problem with both the films is the idea of 
like the Judge Dredd storyline, like mega cities and mega blocks and like all this stuff is like when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's that's really interesting. Like and that's like a lot of cyberpunk, you know, the idea that like people just live in these mammoth cities, you know, including the, you know, the tabletop and then the not really successful video game cyberpunk. You know, they have those like the gigantic buildings. And I think the problem is, is like Americans hear that and they're like, that's cool. Let's make a movie about that. And here's what it'll be. And then they miss the entire thing is satirizing, like, gun violence. Like, it, Judge Dredd, I think, gets sort of a bad rap for being, like, really violent. But I don't think it's supposed to be, like, endearingly violent. You know I mean? I think the point is supposed to be that it's over-the-top violent to be, like, this is fucked up. Like, we're, we're not, yeah, we're not ju- condoning ultra-violence. We're sort of, like, using it to be, like, like satire. Judge Dredd is a commentary, as far as I can tell, one man's opinion, on a couple of things. One, its time of release is a parody of sort of like the uh, overly macho comic book concepts that were like like all over American comic books. Like just these muscled men, these like, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the guy who's famous for making... Uh, oh, uh, Rob Liefeld? Uh, uh, Rob Liefeld. Like the Rob Liefeld, like overly, like, like super tough, grimace macho men it's obviously a mockery of that it's a mockery of like political violence like not like not like uh but, but like violence that that is endorsed by like the like the politics of of a nation uh which is which is satirized in in judge dread who just like roaming police that are uh capable of doing whatever and are revered for it uh uh and then of course just sort of um uh, just the over-the-top patriotism. I mean, some of that makes it into this movie. I mean, you see, like, his, like, his, like, stars and stripes. Uh, you know, they, they, they dole down the costume a little bit, but his helmet has, like, that, like, vertical kind of flag it, yeah, and banner. Yeah, well, it's also, like... His badge is an eagle. It's supposed to be, yeah. I think the mask is actually supposed to be part of, like, an eagle. Like, it's supposed to represent, like, the eagle's wings and its feet that make the X. I yes. think it's supposed to be it, but... Although, qu- quick commentary on that. Don't you think it's hard to see when those two red, yeah, like, those I, two I, red X's, like, merge during, right in the While middle? watching this movie, at one point I was like, how the fuck can Carl Urban see? <laughs> like, it, it, it really got to me to the point where I was like, oh, I think maybe this is, like, I... I, I wonder if he was blind the entire time. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine he's able to see. I did read a little bit about Carl Urban's experience filming, and he does mention the fact that um, the costume was a little cumbersome, but nothing too bad. You know what his, you know what his most remarkable thing he said about uh, was difficult. His voice. He oh. said that maintaining the dread voice for a long dialogue sequence. He said it was really difficult. Yeah, I, I think doing like a, a Clint Eastwood for more than like. Uh, two or three words is probably not easy. It's hard because it probably it, it's, it's definitely a, a, a kind of like delivery that can land with a single dialogue, you know, sequence where it's just like I I, I am the law. But when you're just like we need to navigate to the elevators, <laughs> which are service elevators, and they nav and they take you up to floor seventy two, so we have to hit the. It's like <laughs> yeah, I imagine really it work. was pretty hard. I, I saw in the trivia that they said he in between takes he wouldn't like laugh or smile and he wouldn't take the helmet off. And it's one of those things. That makes sense. It's one of those things though, where I think like, I feel like if you're a person and you're on a set and there's somebody like method acting like that, I feel like you're just like, I fucking hate working here. <laughs> I like, it just seems I, like it would be so <laughs> annoying. I don't know if it's method acting or it's just that once you take that helmet off, you're not going to want to put it back on. Well, uh, I, he wanted to stay in character, and I guess they, they tell some story, and it's supposed to be, like, endearing that somebody told a joke, and the cr- crew was laughing, and Carl Urban, like, stared him down. 
and like the guy apologized and i was like don't make a guy apologize because he told a joke <laughs> you're fucking making dread you know now, you're not daniel that Day does Lewis. sound stupid that does sound stupid but i'd like you to imagine something else P- please now picture carl urban in his judge dread costume uh eating a donut oh I'd lo- i would love table. it it just reminds <laughs> me of those, the stories you heard about. but like you know grimacing through each bite yeah like you know what i mean oh, so like as if he's really it. hating it <laughs> But it just reminded me of the stories of, like, uh, they said Tom Hardy, like, acted, like, insane oh, God, while filming yeah. Mad Max. And I was like, bro, you didn't need to stay in character. <laughs> like, just grunting can't be that hard to get back into. It's okay. It wasn't worth it. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, something I, that came out on top. Well, I was talking about the comic comparisons. The other thing that this movie obviously doesn't do is that, uh, well, the two other things, is that the comic... Uh, an attempt to tell its readers this is definitively satire the outfits are insane I, like really honestly you probably if you're listening to this right now you probably are thinking of the wrong dread outfit if you're if you're picturing it in your head go look it up because it is it is closer to the stallone one than it is the carl urban yeah one, which yeah is an insane I, I will thing say that's say. the one thing about stallone is they nailed like the insane eagle like giant eagle shoulder pad and uh like the mammoth chain that goes from the their badge to like their neck collar which just seems like having a loose cord that somebody can yank on it's probably isn't like a great idea for a combat soldier but yeah he's definitely like an insane character and they 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 update him to look more like just a guy in body armor i mean i don't dislike the carl urban costume i think for the movie they made it's perfect because the movie they made is a far more believable version of like a a grim future you know what i mean in fact so much so that they were able to film a lot of it in south africa uh and and parts of uh uh i think just parts of that region where like a lot of the architecture was really brutalist um and just add some like some fx layers afterwards you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there's some sequences that i was seeing in some of the behind the scenes that were like changed by adding like two more highways to the massive highway uh, network yeah and i guess uh the building that is uh whatever i, I can't remember Pe- what the name peach is. trees or no or the, the judge building tower? that's the yeah whatever the headquarters for the judges that's just a, a real building they just uh added like cgi uh like shutters to it and then a gigantic neon eagle which i was like that's when you know your police force is cool when they're wasting money on a gigantic <laughs> neon light up eagle you just be like oh that seems like a waste <laughs> The other thing this movie does not have, and why I said my statement earlier about comic book fans, is that it, 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 it is missing what is, like, if you look up Judge Dredd's, like, top villains, they're all going to be, like, mutants, aliens, and, like, the living embodiment of, of death. Like, zombies and stuff. Like, it is, a, it is an occult, whacked comic that goes to space quite often, which is not at all what you'd think it would be. Yeah, you know, I feel from, like from it's, the it's in some ways... Not like in a direct analogy, but I feel like in some ways it's it's more uh, Tank Girl than it is Punisher. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that is actually and, a pretty and, good and, way. And this to movie, it. it definitely falls more on the Punisher level. Like they introduce the idea that there's mutants, but you don't really see any of the other mutants. There's aliens in Judge Dredd. Uh, you know, of course, we don't get like the bizarre story of like Judge Dredd is a clone of you know, the first judge and here's an evil ver you know, the the whole story that they right. really bastardized for the Sylvester Stallone one, but it is just sort of interesting, like they decided to update because I mean, 
I don't know. I guess in a way you have to update it, because there's... Well, Judge Dredd is a... Like a well-known comic. You know what I mean? Like, even in, when I was a kid growing up, I didn't read it, but I knew what Judge Dredd was, you know, like in the 90s. Like, I remember, like, knowing about it from the comic book store I went to. They had, like, imports of... Um, whatever it's called, 2000 AD or whatever. And, that you know, so, I mean, he's, like, a well-known character. But... I don't know if he's got, like, the, a big enough following to be like... You know what I mean? Like, if you make a Spider-Man movie, you can be like, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> you know? Let's shit, let's throw Andrew Garfield in here and just shit one out, and we'll probably still make $300 million, because, you know, Spider-Man's in it. I don't see Judge Dredd being that property. So I, I get them wanting to update it, but some of their choices just felt odd. To, like, why not really lean... You know, you're leaning into the mega city. Why didn't they lead in further into, like, the weird, like, oh, there's tons of people here who are mutants, and there's all this weird stuff. And I would have liked it, it if they had made Dredd's costume more over the top. Like, I feel like that's just essential, you know, to make him look like a fucking idiot. Like, I mean, not like in a bad way, you know, but, like, when you see Judge Dredd, the, the drawings, if you've never seen him, go just Google. This is a tricky line, because I think the Dredd they made is is realistic, uh, uh, it is a believable, like, s- dread. Yes. And I think that's serviceable because when you do satire, you want people to see a reflection of their current world. So, stylistically, this dread movie succeeds at showing you sort of like a possible, like, fake future that they can use satire in. The problem is, is that they then don't, right? Well, yeah, like, I, I it's, guess, yeah. To be clear, I think this is a really, really good movie, and I super like it, and I'll probably watch it again sometime soon. But what I'm saying is that um, Judge Dredd, like RoboCop, is like a satire, and RoboCop gets a little lost to the point where some people watch it and somehow don't get that it's really satire. But this one, there isn't any to miss. It is, like, a couple of times Carl Urban stands in front of an American flag, and a couple of times is the implication that it's, like... Um, he's so, he's so serious about the law that even during this, like, crisis, you as the audience see him in crisis and he's like, I am still evaluating you. Like, that, that, that shows sort of, like, almost satirically, like, overly, like, lawful character. But I feel like they didn't lean into it as much as they did, like, as dumb as the Swartz, uh, Stallone one is, like, they really lean into, because, I mean, like, the sort of the idea is absurd that you would just send out people with guns and being like, well, you just decide if somebody's guilty and yeah. then you make up whatever judgment it is. And, you know, if you want to kill if, them, whatever. It's just, like, so they, absurd. If they've committed a minor infraction, because we learned that, like, even just being, like, homeless, I guess, or being homeless in an area that you're not allowed to be homeless is, yes. like, what are they, what is the sentence he gives that guy? Two like, years. a couple of two years in the ISO cubes. Yeah. And so you would imagine a lot of people try to like run or escape, which but I, I also imagine feel is like if you were death. just like a homeless guy living underneath of a overpass, the ISO cube seems like it might not be that bad. That's the other thing is that a dread movie now could be a really easy commentary on, on the adjudication of law enforcement, which is a popular topic. Yeah. I like, don't it, think that that would work. No, because I don't know if you want a serious social commentary coming from a guy who yells, I am the law. But that's the thing is that is that Judge Dredd is like, I don't know. It's hard to tell comic by comic whether you're supposed to think Judge Dredd is cool or you're supposed to think he's like absurd. 
And I don't, I don't think that the comic creators ever, like, found the line and, like, drew it. You know what I mean? I, I was yeah. looking up some scenes about I, I, whether or not he rooms his helmet, and I found some scenes from one of the comics where he's in the bath, which is their answer to the idea, what does he wear that helmet in the shower? And they have shots of Judge Dredd in a bathtub, which is hilarious. Yeah. But, there's, but the, the, the shots are drawn with, like, his head cut out, so you never see anything more than his jaw. Yeah, there is, you know like, I mean? one famous... Uh, issue they made a big deal where they said finally you know dread takes his helmet off and it was this huge thing and in the comic he takes his helmet off but he's in shadow so it's just the silhouette of a person exactly <laughs> so it's, it's like constant, this huge deal and then it came out and they were just like dread. we're fucking with you and i'm not saying that it's obviously a good parallel to draw with the crisis going on in, in yeah in yeah i'm just yeah i get what you're saying but, but like my but sh- Dancing around the idea of like uh, uh, of enforcers of the law and the and the and the the extents that they're willing to go to enforce a law to the point that they're unlawful is an interesting take to make, and it's not made in this movie, uh, which which or is any kind of point being made other than that like authority is uh complicated. Yeah, I guess, and that's like the, sort of the, the thing. The that, message like, I feel like they fail. So when the movie is set up. And I'm not saying you couldn't tell a Judge Dredd story where it is just, like, a serious story about, like, the future's so shitty, the only way they can maintain peace is they just send people out, like, judges out, and you just hope for the best. That would be fine. But, like, even their setup, like, I feel like if you don't understand what Judge Dredd is, like, what the judges are, they don't do a particularly good job of explaining it in his voiceover. He's just, like, you know, their their jury executioner judge I don't know. Like, okay that's not the expression it's judge jury and executioner but like they don't he it's doesn't judge really... judy and executioner uh, but uh, could you uh, imagine if one of the judges had been judge judy <laughs> she's just in like, a helmet and like don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining um no i i i don't know if that's necessarily true i think i think carl urban's grizzly uh, the world's all fucked up now, and there's mutants. So now we roam the streets on our fucking bikes with guns and yeah. And I just felt like if you're gonna, it's exactly the kind of satire, the, the kind of like over the top ridiculousness. But no, that my I problem need. is though is like they don't really set up the premise. He's just like, all right, in the future, there's one big city. Everybody lives in this, which they don't. You know, there's actually six of them, but. You know, he explains it, and he's like, here it is. And then there's the judges, and then the movie starts, and I'm like, they really should have gone into, like, explain what the judges are. Like, that at one point, you know, crime became so bad, they just let... the They, they created the judges, who basically walk around and just adjudicate all crime. And it's, I, they, if they kill somebody, it's legal. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I mean... I, I just will concede like, that I wanted to see more of the judge, like, headquarters, because... The sort of bureaucracy of of like violent law is the kind of like uh, is the fertile ground for satire and like and like play, like the, the, but not like satire in like when I keep saying satire, I feel like people are probably anticipating like I'm talking about like like uh uh, uh like hot shots, you know, like some sort of ridiculous goofball. That's a thing. parody. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I what think, I'm talking I think about a lot of people don't is something more starship between right. I'm, ta- I'm talking something more akin to like starship troopers, right? Yeah, which is yeah. which is very clearly satire of the America of like of like military. Like I was looking for a little bit more in in that in that vein. Uh, I think, and and I, I want to comment here uh, that I'm not saying that the movie failed and because of this, but I'm I'm saying that like I think the movie was a cool action movie. That again, 
I like, and I can talk about scenes I like, but that's kind of boring. Uh, but but rather, the things I, w- I wanted a little bit more of, or would accept in a sequel, is more about the 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 sort of like ridiculous standards that the judges are supposed to uphold and like all this kind of adjudication that's really interesting and like wrong but dealt with like it's paperwork you know what i mean yeah Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that i'm interested in like i just i'm not saying it was bad but like i guess my issue with the movie is in watching it is i don't think it's a particularly exciting action film especially because they go to slow-mo way too often like the first time but there's a drug called yeah the first time by the way the f- genius <laughs> the first time they did the effect i wrote in my notes i feel like this slow-mo effect's gonna get real real old real fast and then three more times they did it in a seven minute window and i was like yeah i was right it's so fucking annoying every time they do it because it's it's not interesting most of the time they do it like at one point it's just her in a bath and she's just throwing water i'm like this isn't interesting guys like <laughs> special effects have been around you being able to slow down film is not exciting I, I disagree wholeheartedly. And, and I 100% except for 100% <laughs> think they put that in because the movie is not long enough. The movie's only 95 minutes. So I think they added It is crazy short. I think they added yeah. 10 minutes worth of slow-mo just to try to and pad low budget, out the movie. by the way. Uh what's also interesting and just cuz uh, cuz it kind of just comes up even though I'm I'm jumping all over the place. Uh they built a set which was three floors of of peach trees. And then they just redress them for any kind of scene, which I thought was pretty clever because because it's it it, it does feel like they're in a gigantic building most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, the special it, it, effects for the most VFX part are good. Work. Yeah. My big issue is, I guess, is Judge Dredd doesn't seem particularly good at his job, which is supposed to be the point. Judge Dredd is supposed to be the best judge. He's supposed to be like absurd. And he doesn't seem like that great at it, which I found kind of disappointing. The, the scene in the beginning when they go in to do the drug raid and it's all in slow-mo and you have to watch what is like a four-second gunfight take place over like two full minutes. He shoots two people, which they say die. Neither one of those people would have died. He shot them in their mouth, like the sides of their faces, not in their head. You can get shot in the side of your face. Your life will never be the same. <laughs> But you will definitely <laughs> live through that. You will be in excruciating pain and you will eventually bleed to death. But get, being shot through the side of your mouth is not going to do anything. That's literally what happened to 50 Cent. So, like, it's not going to kill you. And they were like, yep, they're dead. And I was like, I, what? And he shoots one dude, like, low into the side. I was like, you just wounded all these people. They're going to die, like, in hours of agony. <laughs> like, you're terrible at this. And then later there's another fight scene where they, like, stun everybody and for some reason it goes into slow-mo there even though nobody's on drugs and that's not particularly interesting because watching people slow motion shoot guns is not interesting it's like really it's really boring especially at this point in time if anything your wick wick reference is that watching quick gunplay is where the yeah i I don't know but the problem is too is it's slow motion of you know like in the matrix they do a slow motion and it's like you know, he's running and, like, running along the walls and firing and spinning. This is literally a guy walking in in, like, the weaver stance and just firing six times. There, there can be nothing less interesting than watching somebody textbook fire a gun unless I'll it is concede, to slow it down as slow as possible. I'll concede that the biggest difference between, like, this movie and The Raid, which, is, which, which we just compared it to, is that The Raid and other stuff that you're mentioning, like John Wick and stuff, are um, action choreography. They're, like, action ballet where you're watching, like, aggressive 
choreography, like link, like uh, yes, like knife knife stab to guy flip. Um, and this movie's reliance is on vibe. Most of the action is that you watch sort of like uh, uh, this visual aesthetics of like sort of everything going into slow-mo with the slow-mo drug and like the sparkles in the air. Uh, watching sort of like uh, something I really like that I think uh, is uh, was underappreciated uh, in the sequence we just described is when he's busting up that first uh, uh, drug drug den is that uh, people are taking slow-mo as he comes in, which of course is the great excuse to go into slow-mo. But as they're being shot in slow-mo, whenever they the, the camera cuts back to dread. It's you get like a full speed, if not faster than full speed, of him firing out bursts of ammunition, like showcasing that he's he's moving at like an abnormal human speed to shoot everybody, and they're all unfortunately on the other other side of that spectrum and getting slaughtered, which I think is a pretty cool visual play. I'm gonna disagree with you there, but that's fine. I found the slow mo to just be obnoxious, <laughs> and they kept using it, and each time they used it, it got worse. And then the end is literally three minutes, like I think two full minutes of a person falling. And it is not visually interesting. It's because it's also, it's all CGI. So there's no interesting like practical effect they're showing in slow motion. It's just a person slow motion falling via CGI, which is not interesting. You know, it's just, and it, it's so long. I mean, so long. <laughs> I think it's an epic takedown of a, of a pretty nasty villain. Who slaughters a lot of people. Yeah, and, I would have uh, found the takedown to be far more interesting if they just, like, if it had slowed down as she, like, went through the glass and she started falling. And then they cut to, like, down, like, an angle from the basement looking up and she just fell at full speed. I think that would have been more interesting than watching a person just slow motion wave their arms on a green screen. Because it's just, it's so boring. I can, like, it, like, imagine the scene at the end of Die Hard where he unhooks the watch and Han starts falling. And they just showed him falling for two fucking minutes. You'd be like, Jesus Christ, just die already. <laughs> um, see what uh, happened to Argyle. Um, yeah. Something I had in my notes that I wanted to compliment is there's there's a lot of like small attention to detail that I thought was pretty clever in the movie. Uh, 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 I mean, outside of like, again, great set work because the outside sequences, again, are shot in Johannesburg and, and in other places in South Africa with VFX in the background. The the panning shot over the city is actually just a full city with mega city towers added to it and very little else changed, which is super cool. Um, but but uh, one of the early scenes that, that like in the first act that really uh, had charmed me was that I like that when they realize that the judges have apprehended K, uh, I think his name's K, yes. uh, the, the a member of his organiza- of, of Mama's organization who who's um, already a fuck up, who's already a fuck up, and is probably going to give up their business. Um, as they as they go about their plan to lock down the mega tower in war into war mode, uh, I like that it's not just that those guys like shoot up that one room full of mechan- like technicians. And just like hit a big red button that should have been secured, but they actually have to like t- talk to the tech guy who has to yes. call the main office and, and like hear, fake. Hear that guy refers to the router as a router. I ne- yeah. I've never heard somebody <laughs> pronounce it router in my life. He's like, in the, the future, the, the it's router. Okay, the router's plugged it's, in. I was like, it's, what? it's a router. The future. I had but subtitles I on. I was like, no, he. That's definitely the word router. I love that he has to like call into the main station and get a passcode and get the passcode of the people downstairs who have to go into a overly like annoying UI. Like I liked how realistic that was when it could have been the like the, the lazy yeah, way. Yeah, I felt like that was like somewhat interesting. Uh, I really felt like they could have just walked into that room and those guys would have left. They didn't have to shoot him. But 
uh i think like the look of it is amazing like the the mega uh, the mega tower i think looks awesome the city itself looks really cool for the most I, part sorry, the I, judges look I, cool i love the one balcony with a skate park <laughs> yes which is it's a so terrible silly. place to put a skate park it's so silly and dangerous and i love it but yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. The, the the visuals are really cool. You could probably screenshot a couple of shots in this movie, and they look yeah, just and it fucking that fantastic. part looks great. And the the premise, like, I remember I read a review before the movie came out, and they're like, they basically said, you know, it's like Raid or Game of Death. He he's walking up this thing to get, and I was like, oh, this could be amazing. But really, he only does like one kind of clever thing, and he never really like outguns people that well. A lot of the movie, he's just running from people shooting at him, which is like what would you would do in real life, which is fine. But uh, like when he yeah, when he fair. tricks the people into the radio, and there's that cool shot of him firing the incendiary round. That's like, like the like one like clever early. moment. Yeah, yeah and it's, other and than it's that, a he's cool just sort of shot compared to some of the other shots. Um, and at the end, like, even when they come in and they're, like, in the last room and those guys are, like, in the room with Mama and he shoots them, it's, again, like, he's not particularly good. Like, he's just doing what a person with a gun could do. Anybody who's had, like, rudimentary training with a pistol, he's just aiming and firing. He's not, like, doing anything super yeah. interesting. That was That's my big complaint. A I, lot of the action, again, relies on a vibe. And so, yeah, there is sequences where the success of his of his uh of his assaults on various groups is either based on a the ineptitude of the uh the random gang guys with guns who don't seem to know what they're doing or b one gadget that he has (laughs) yeah i also at one point when he's like when he's running out of ammo and he's like talking to his gun and it's like cycling through them in my mind i thought this is a horrible way to pick a like in the future because could you imagine like when's the worst time like if you have like a, a Google Home or like an Alexa, or an Alexa, and yeah. like the TV's on in the same room as the Alexa, and you're like, "What's the weather?" She cannot tell what you just said. I can't imagine during a gunfight you being like incendiary. It's probably going to be like it's 73 degrees. You're like, "God damn it, no!" <laughs> you know, it's like I reordered coffee. You're like, "No, I ah, I just hot thought, shot." I, and I know there's, that, I'm there's sure a top the shop comics. near you. You can head around the yes, corner. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, we I do. I. It also is a huge shame that there's no double whammy, uh, which was one yes. of the ones in the, in the Stallone. The, the stupidest two words to come out of Stallone's I mouth. I think though, doesn't he say life. it at one point and it doesn't work? Doesn't he say double so. whammy and they're like empty? There's a there's a couple of uh, I was looking up some 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 references to Judge Dredd. One that I thought was interesting is that apparently canonically Judge Dredd had its eyes blinded by some sort of like demon creature at, during one of the major story arcs, and so they were replaced by bionic eyes, um, which is not what he has in this movie by any appearance. But uh, the the tech guy has them uh, uh, thanks to his her, his mutilation uh, yeah. by 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 Lena Headey's character. So I, I, I felt like that was a reference to, to the character who would ultimately go have them. And I love that in the in the comics, they found the issue where it describes it. It mentions that his eyes are built for like uh, 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 weapon tracking and enhanced moisture. So he blinks less and misses less stuff, which is the funniest fucking like tough guy action thing I've ever heard. Of. How much stuff can you possibly miss when you blink? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever it, not seen something because I was blinking. It's important. Every fraction of a second is important in a gunfight, folks. You don't understand. This is what this is how judges live and die. Wow, uh, that is that is insane. <laughs> it, now I'm gonna have to look up like how much you missed because of blinking. 
I love it. But that's the sort of like over like like ludicrousness delivered with a straight face that I would expect from a dread film. Um, and and the one sort of attempt I think that was close to talking about the stuff that comes up in some of the dread comics that isn't absurd or sci-fi or <laughs> occult is that there's often villains in the dread films that are his own like fellow judges. Yeah, yeah. In there's fact, a one, lot of stories about judges going corrupt. There's a couple of major arcs, including his first villain, uh, who's uh, Judge uh, Cal, I think, um, uh, who is like you know the worst person to uh, send to a chief judge, and you know is corrupt and 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 puts Judge Dredd at, like you know uh, uh, off duty, and he has to fight his way back, you know whatever the classic storyline would be for that. And there's some of that su- su- suggested here that there are corrupt judges as you would expect um and that the system perhaps is not is not as uh is not as tried and true as like judge dread himself which is an interesting angle but then again we don't get any of it other than that they are a they are a brief uh obstacle for him you know yeah yeah a vehicle for him to get ammo which is again fine for the action movie but as as our job as as comic book adaptation uh, of podcasters, uh, something everyone asks us to do, by the way, uh, <laughs> I have to point out that it lacks some of that depth that you might expect if you're coming from the comic to the movie. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen or absurdity this movie be like really popular, and then see them try to do like some of the later stories, like the Judge Death, where it's like he's like an alien. And they, uh, they, he starts like the dark judges and it's like, like evil versions of the judges, which seem kind of evil to be judge death who believes that all all life will eventually commit crime. So the only thing that's lawful is death, which is like the coolest creed I've ever heard in my entire life. They could have done (laughs) do his weird clone. Also, I, I do love that judge dread's first name in the comics is Joseph. So his name's Joe Dredd, which is like the least. That's so good. Could that be like a worse name when your last name's Dredd? Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I doubt there'll ever be a sequel to this. Uh, but it is interesting. I I don't know. I guess uh, I I was I was looking up some of the better uh, Judge Dredd villains uh, since I didn't have time to read the entirety of Judge Dredd. Uh, one of my favorites is that there is uh, just like straight up a robot whose like name is like my name is Nathan. Oh, and he's and it's a classic like AI like conquering. It's like you know, is it uh, uh, isn't it some tyrannical government? Uh, isn't it like um, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about because he has like an absurd. I think it's something Kenneth though, isn't it? Oh, Kenneth. Yeah, my name is Kenneth. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's the one. I don't know if it's a reference to that weird thing that guy said. Anyways. Um, uh, there's of course Rico Dredd who was attempted, yes. in, I guess, in the Judge Dredd uh, '90s one, but yeah, not really. Yeah, which is supposed to be his clone. Which is uh, he he becomes a judge and then becomes corrupt. Uh, and technically, again, this is so insane. That's this is this is the questionable part. Is that this is undoubtedly a good movie that I like, the the, the Dredd movie that we're talking about. But the, the the Judge Dredd movie from the '90s actually like like attempted more comic book uh moments than yeah. this one does yeah it, I because mean, not not successfully in a lot of ways but yeah, not successfully it, it definitely but the, like the, even the, the angel gang and like the robot man with the clock on his head that yeah. those like uh uh what is his name uh mean machine those are those are all in the stallone attempt and i'm pretty uh, sure the the long walk is a thing which is a a judge when he gets to a certain age just leaves and walks the wasteland 
until he's killed by whatever's out there. Like, that's how Judge right. is retired. I'm pretty sure that's in the comics, too, which is, like, an absurd reward. <laughs> to be like, you've, you've managed to live as a judge, now walk out and die. Uh, but, yeah, so it's... I, I would have liked to have seen them do some more of the crazy stuff. I mean, overall, though, it's a pretty successful film. There's just, like, a couple of sloppy moments writing-wise, I think, but uh, we haven't talked about uh, his partner... Uh, Anderson, Judge right, Anderson, right. which sounds like, I don't know, when you're partnered with somebody named Judge Dredd and your name's just Anderson, you just think, <laughs> they're not going to make it. Yeah. Because uh, you no, know, if somebody's I, chasing you and they're like, pull over, I'm Judge Dredd, you're like, oh shit, pull over. Somebody's like, I'm Judge Anderson. You're like, I think we could probably outrun this person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Initiate Anderson. Uh, uh, no, no, you're totally right. Uh, uh, I, I, think, I think Anderson is like the only real connection to the comics and that she's the only mention of a mutant mm-hmm. uh, i think they mentioned that she grew up near the edge of the walls implying that that some people in the city uh have begun to show mutant abilities uh which is again if this movie had enough momentum for a sequel you imagine would probably be expanded upon a little bit uh and it also implies that there's people outside the city who obviously would be like horrible like mutants like seen in the stallone version um but yeah she's i think she makes a an excellent pairing um and and she leads to some of like the scenes of that are almost attempted at humor uh like uh when they're in the elevator and uh she suggests that the 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 (laughs) the hostage is gonna reach for his gun (laughs) never mind change his mind yeah like that that stuff is like hit her being an actual like human being i think is super duper necessary because imagine if if judge red had no partner or like you suggested his partner died early on yeah can you fathom like carl urban trying to carry every scene just going, yeah I, I mean i think you know? you know i think they learned too the lesson of which is you know in in the sylvester stallone one they pick uh rob schneider <laughs> yeah Instead wrong, wrong picking, direction like there's other characters from the judge dread universe that were like actually worked with him including anderson so yeah, I thought she was like a good like a good way in and sort of you know, the opposite of Judge Dredd, which is like, you know, at one point she lets the clan techie go and he says, What are you doing? She's like, you know, I'm still being evaluated, so it's my call and he's a victim, so I'm letting him go. And it's like Judge Dredd would have just arrested him. You know, because he can't read people's minds, so he just sees, Oh, he was working with her, so he's a criminal. And like you know, it's sort of that you get a little bit of the ideas that while Judge Dredd may be the most famous judge, he's probably the most like draconian too. You know, I mean, he, everything is exacting to the way the law's written. He sees no like gray; everything's black and white. And so, I think they could have done some more stuff with that. Would have also been, you know, which I'm sure would have been in a sequel if they had gotten to make one. But no, you're right, and and it it shows some of the flexibility of Dread, which of course is like the only thing that approaches like character development for the character, uh, considering that that, that <laughs> it's pretty hard to have character development when it starts with action and ends with action, and he just yes. frowns the whole time. <laughs> it's a little tough to have development. Yeah, like so his, the fact his that real she's big there... character moment is when he tells her she should probably kill herself instead of letting herself be captured. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah watching him like grow respect for anderson and realize where he can't always succeed because of uh the abilities she has versus his and sort of opens up his uh perspective that's like the best we get for character which is pretty good for a judge dread movie you know again yeah, i'm not really expecting a lot of growth out of a character who's right not judge dread <laughs> judge dread yeah. 
like I think if you left if you left and you were like, boy, he didn't have a character arc. I think you went to see the wrong movie. You know, I found Judge Dredd to be somewhat unsympathetic. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a man whose job it is is to decide if people are guilty of crimes and then shoot them. I feel like maybe times, he wasn't realistic enough for me. At times, he felt a little cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a man whose job is uh, sanctioned murder. I don't know why. This government sanctioned executor is just a. Uh, I don't know. I just. I can't seem to connect. Maybe I just. Cause if he just took his helmet off. And or if told he went me and got like feels. ramen at some point, I could have seen him as a human <laughs> for a moment. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, uh, I had another note. Um, oh, something I, I felt like I glazed over too fast and I would love to have get just a little more of appreciation for were the other gangs in peach trees yes there was one the judged those guys had were just, great those guys were great they had like the judge tattoos <laughs> yeah over they their tattooed face. their faces Fucking to look genius. like the judge Stred or the judge helmets i was like oh that's pretty great i almost wish we got like sort of an introductory sequence of like mama like dealing with some of those here's, guys here's something that you i would have liked to have seen a little more is the opening scene with judge dread is pretty blah the car chase is not exciting and he just basically catches up to a guy after he's killed like eight people so like our introduction to judge dread is he's not particularly good at his job like so also, many I people point died that he he's just chasing them and they're shooting a like a fully automatic at yes. him in, in traffic and somehow they don't like, hit oh. anyone they don't hit anybody, but as soon as they run a guy over, he's like, ah, oh, I'm going lethal. I'm like, D- even even our cops now. Yes. I feel like anytime someone tries to shoot you, it's think, probably okay to fire back. <laughs> that's the one um, time it is okay to fire back. But I would say possibly the only time is when I someone's trying been... to murder you. <laughs> I think you're right. Maybe maybe a tweaked intro would have been a cool opportunity. Like if, because, he, a, if... if they'd had him go up against one of those other gangs. They, right, they could especially have because something crazy like the robot gang. Exactly, that or... that would have been the avenue to get like a couple of biotic enhancements there. We don't have to go crazy. They don't have to be full robot guys, but someone has like a like a makeshift metal arm or some shit. And I that feel like would be something a really else nice that intro. could have been like start off with him just like going in and sort of do this sort of shitty uh, Stallone opening, which is like he goes into that place and he uses his gun to do like special bullets to kill these guys. It's really boring in the Stallone, but they could have done something kind of interesting with that. Then he should have been teamed up with Anderson and they should have taken like another call first and had them do X. And then at this then you know, while they're doing that, you cut back to the tower and mama, you know, kills those people and they get the call and she says, Oh, let's take that. And then they go there. So there's a little bit more time with the two of them together because, like, that's an interesting part of the movie that really doesn't get that much play. You know, that that, that is actually a, a... I think I do I think I think do concur with that, uh, for sure. Because, yeah, seeing more of him, like, like showing her the dangers and complexities. Because that's, yeah. that's what he's showing in the beginning, is that you're a rookie. I think, you know, he, I think he assesses that she's got genuine, like, her, her, her intentions are earnest. But I think early on, especially during the drug bust, he's trying to demonstrate that like it's not textbook out here. It's it's grisly yeah, or, or and yeah, gross. I think he's like trying to sort of in a way be like, yeah, I get you want to do good, but like the you way the way the way the system harsh works things. is, yeah, yeah, you can help. Like he says, you know, they get to what do you say? There's like a hundred thousand calls a day, and they can get to six percent of them. 
Yeah, yeah, and so stuff it's like, like that, you know, and it's supposed, to, and that's something I wish they'd explained more. Was like the idea that because in the comics, the reason the judges come about is there's no like government really anymore to maintain law and order, and so they implement these judges, and they're basically like just do whatever you can because we can't control the world anymore, and that's where the judges like come from, and it felt like in this they were just sort of like, eh, they just told the police they could be judged. You know what I mean? Like they really should have built up more. And if he had, then that would have also given a chance for like humor that's not humor. But you know, what I mean, like it's like when he talks about like you know him being gruff about like oh, you know, if if they're gonna get captured, you may not want to be taken alive, you know. And it's like you're like oh, that's you know, it's it's humorous in a way, like dark humor to be like he's so matter of fact about the fact that like if you get captured, only terrible things will happen. <laughs> so you should probably just kill yourself. But like, yeah, they could I have done more right. of that. Like, they went, to, you know, they stopped a like a bodega robbery or something, or whatever the mega city version of a bodega is, a mega bodega. Uh, and like, she says or does something, and he sort of like judges her for not being like, like serious enough. Because that was the other thing is, I felt like her growth as a character is she wants to be a judge, and she's not really that bad at it. She just gets caught off guard in a, in a rather tough situation and gets captured. And he's like, well, you can't be a judge for that. It's like, I don't know, man. You almost got captured, too. What's your point? Like, you know what I mean? I felt like they should have had, like, more moments of her being, like, unsure. And then, like, proving that she's a good judge, you know? And doing, you know, doing more stuff, like, at the end where she's, like, points out, like, why she would be a better judge than he is. Because she can read people's minds and, and know, like, intent and the truth. No, you're totally right. I think some tweaking to that just the very beginning of the movie to sort of like give us more of a an image of the universe would have been yeah because i mean the appreciative movie is, and a closer step to the comic and a little more room for character development and the movie is ridiculously short i mean i mean it's not ridiculously short but like this kind of film you expect to be you know probably like 110 minutes maybe 105 like it's it's 95 minutes and seven of those are credits and another six to seven is slow motion so like it's it's like an hour and 10 minute 15 minute movie which is like a really short movie (laughs) you know what i mean that's not a lot of time and oddly there's a lot of like down to like empty time in this movie which i was that was one thing i noticed when i was watching i was like boy there's a lot of like like breathe room in a movie that is extremely short like it should have been like non-stop going but there's like a couple of no. moments where they just show people walking around like that's, <laughs> there's just shots of like people walking through the halls and it's like yeah i got it there's people looking for him you don't have to keep showing it yeah there's sort of that line between spending time to develop the universe or just skipping the the, the world building and go for breakneck breakneck action but this movie is kind of between the two yeah like there definitely could have been like i said a slower opening but like once they got locked in peach tree it should have been like almost like a just a constant like them moving and shooting you know what i mean like it should have been more right. of a of a just like a constant them on the run firing having to worry about running out of ammunition um yeah and that was something else i just thought was weird was like the idea he was going to run out of ammo it's like you just shot 82 people who all have guns just pick up one of their guns guns work the same <laughs> you know what i mean it's not like your gun does anything i mean it has special bullets 
but one of those bullets is just called bullet. So you've got to, you know, just <laughs> yell bullet to the machine gun before you fire it if it'll make you feel better. Classic bullets. Yeah, just <laughs> standard. Original flavor bullet. <laughs> I do love the idea of a gun that loads different ammunition. Like, can you imagine what the interior of that gun looks like? Oh, I want, what I, want, I love too I is picture it. that they they appear to be like each magazine holds like an incendiary round, uh, like all these different types of bullets. But the the clip looks like it holds eight eight to ten rounds of like nine millimeter. It's such a small mag, and they put it in. I I'm want, like, how is that loading that gun? I want one of those like split screen. Like or like like uh, uh like cutout like like profile cutouts of the gun that that shows me how yes, it's like how it works. loading loading in incendiary rounds and fucking whatever else is. In I think there. it has something to do with like maybe like the tip or something, but I it's just I don't know. It's and I love too at the beginning to like try to quickly explain that there you can talk like can talk to their guns and they fire stuff. He catches that guy, uh, the guy who has the great name you love, and uh, he says like he like tries to like work it into conversation he says hot shot as if this guy's gonna know what the fuck it means <laughs> like this guy's gonna be like yeah. wait i was a i, I fixed the judge guns but I, he shoots him and it it that guy takes way longer to die than had he just shot him in the face with a bullet like he he almost got that woman killed because that guy lives however like 10 to 15 seconds yeah, but he is just—he is discernibly disabled. Uh, as yeah, I'm just saying. As, as thought, soon as a, 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 a incendiary rounds enters into his mouth. But the thing that I thought was sort of weird was, it was like other than like the effect of just seeing his mouth catch on fire and his head sort of glow from the inside like a jack o' lantern. There was no, there was zero reason for him to not just shoot him like normal. And I was like, boy, excuse what a, me, what a waste! Zero but, reason. Well, but I mean, uh, like. It's cool. Yeah, but if you're going to, like, have that, you know, Chekhov's incendiary round, like, he should have done something, like, creative. Like, the guy's, like, he can't see the guy. He can just see the woman. And the guy's like, I'm getting out of here. And he has to use, like, some special trick bullet to kill him. That would have been, like, more interesting than just being like, I'm going to arbitrarily pick a different bullet. When you complete your judge exam, you can kill perps however you feel. Well, Ben, that's messed up you would bring it up because you know I failed my evaluation. (laughs) Judge Pogues is a much different comic. Yeah, it's a lot of a guy going to get ramen. Huh. And I don't even like couple... ramen. I just hate judging. There's a couple panels of him just crying in the bathroom. <laughs> I, could you He's imagine... just sad in the bathroom. If, if, if one of us had to become a judge, I think we know which one would be better at saying people were wrong. <laughs> Do, do, do you think we could decide who might be a, a, a harsh enough critic to, to yeah. judge people implicitly? Yeah, let's go ahead. I thought this movie was shit. Now what are you going to say, you fucking weak non-judge Ben? Damn it! This is a good movie, and I don't know, I still don't know how Carl Urban could downturn his lips that hard. I still don't know how he does it. It must be CGI. It must be. You know what? Six let's get him on the, the show. Cubes sentence. <laughs> no god that was so harsh call central give me a meat wagon <laughs> oh, that sounds bad also they, they refer to the bodies as being recycled that's gross yeah they don't really, yeah, they, they don't really explain that's that that's a thing from the comics <laughs> they recycle people's bodies <laughs> so another comic reference that i didn't i didn't get yeah because it's just such a throwaway that i was like yeah it is weird really thing to include and then not explain I also love that um, there's like that guy inside of the building uh, who decides he sh- he's going to help after he denies helping them. And uh, 
he shows up and he, there's the four corrupt judges come in and they're like explaining what happened and they're like in an empty atrium the bodies aren't there anymore and he's like this the bodies the people killed him all right cool and the guy's like um that's not what happened it's like no shit dude there's no bodies <laughs> like you didn't realize right away something was wrong when they're talking about an event that clearly never occurred you've been in this building the whole time i also thought that what, what did you think about uh the way in which judge dread figures out that they're crooked uh, uh <laughs> i mean it makes sense yeah i mean it, it wasn't great it was one of those things where i was just like boy they were really reaching for a way for him to understand like i don't know it was just sort of like a, a leap to be like well you didn't ask about the other person it's like well maybe he didn't know two people called it in man you're really assuming a lot <laughs> like you're I mean, assuming knowing, a lot to go straight to murder <laughs> knowing how actual like uh police communicate it's probably very easy that True. That, that that information got dropped you do make a good point yeah, they should. He should have been like, "Oh, I was actually just coming here to get a sandwich." Is something wrong? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess it comes down to the end. Would you recommend this movie? I mean, yeah, uh, uh, wholeheartedly. I think. I think again, uh, the caveat that if you are like a diehard Judge Dredd comic fan, and if so, it's nice to meet uh, the other three of you. I guess. <laughs> um, uh, no offense, Judge Dredd fans. It's okay. There are any listening. Um, we that, might have this, movie, this movie probably won't like blow your your mind but generally i don't think most would argue this is a uh, a pretty excellent film yeah I've, now uh on to pokes to argue that this is definitely not an excellent film. i would say that it's <laughs> decent i mean i feel like the reason that i'm so harsh on it God. is is there such a better movie inside this movie that doesn't happen and that's what bums me out like if this had just been a bad movie i probably wouldn't be like as disappointed that it wasn't very good but it's like the idea is really clever and there's such cool stuff they could have done and it's just kind of a letdown but i would still say it's worth watching i mean as i said it's it's very short and it is mostly action you don't like really ever get bogged down you can fast forward through all the slow motion it's really i mean the only time the slow motion is maybe a little cool is when they do the drug raid and he sets that charge off on the door and the guy who's by the door they show like the impact like hit his chest and his like body starts like caving in from the impact of the explosion that's kind of neat it goes on for too long but that's sort of interesting well i think i think you've definitely sold people who don't want to watch a chest cavity collapse (laughs) that this is their movie i'm just saying otherwise anytime you see it go to slow motion you can just speed right through that oh please especially at the end when it lasts for also the boringest soundtrack playing while she's falling like at least if you're gonna do that give me like an interesting song guys guys score. if you if you want something to fast forward through i'd recommend pokes this very bad review at this point guys if you'd like to visit ben you can't because he's being put in the iso cubes no for how many years it's 20 now damn it i hate judge pokes and it's really don't worry i'm gonna put a movie that you love in okay judge Dredd. Great. you just said how good it was so you can watch judge wait. dread with Sylvester wait clarify Stallone. which dread clarify which dread